Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Let our love be a flame, not an ember. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Ugh, it's here that I must be. My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats, and go put on your cleats, and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany, that's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire, it's a flame with desire, which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums And I envy the rose That you held in your teeth, love With the thorns underneath, love Sticking into your gums Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches The last time I needed twenty stitches To sew up the gash you made with your lash As we dance to the masochism tango Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain Then kick me once again and say we'll never part I know too well I'm underneath your spell So darling if you smell something burning it's my heart Excuse me Take your cigarette from its holder And burn your initials in my shoulder Fracture my spine and swear that you're mine As we dance to the master Here's some tango
Dancing in the dead of night Love in the middle of a firefight Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Iggy Pop. And we heard a whole bunch of stuff in there. We heard a couple by Stiller. Corpse of Pit. Swidershins. Radio for your spiritual side. And I, I'm doing my, my low-tech microphone check. It's about, I don't know, five seconds behind what I just said. Yeah, okay, the microphone sounds good to me. <laughs> and as long as we don't bump into that cord, it should be good for the rest of the show, which we didn't manage to do. Uh, the rest of last time's show and uh, a couple people had to actually contact us and tell us our mic was totally fucking up. Widdershins radio for your spiritual side a twisted approach to the left hand path and I'm Michael and Uncle Birch and I'm on the left but the clown to the right of me that's Marta. Marta Widdershins woo and uh well help we're going to have quite a thing. we we, get, we got Witch Doctor Utu on the show. Always one of our favorite guests. You know, probably one of our other favorite guests in the chat room. we got Candelo Cambisa in the chat room. Rare occurrence. We're going to be plugging the, uh, the Conjure Gala tonight, too. And, um, but Witch Doctor Utu, he's going to come and tell us about something that already happened. So maybe, maybe you can go next year after you, you know, find out all you missed. Or maybe you were there. I know uh, several of our listeners were, were there at this Canadian uh, conjuration camp thing. And um, he was, uh, had a lot to say about it. A lot of interesting things went on about it. So we're going to have Witch Doctor Utu on. Oh, you know, I guess any second, really. We're at 517. So uh, I, think, I think he was supposed to call me. Yeah. All right. Witch Doctor Utu is going to call in 
any minute now and uh, I just have this this conjuration camp out in Canada up where he lives uh, I, I assume it's up where I don't know he's in Canada I don't know if it's anywhere near where he lived but uh, pretty big event um, quite a list of presenters um, names I've heard before but it was the uh, Canadian conjuration camp out uh, which is conjunction with the Canadian uh, Conjure and Voodoo Festival. So it's like a, a campout type thing. You know, we, so, so many times, um, you know, I go to a hotel and do these kind of things. And uh, which, which, you know, I, you know, if you're doing Conjure or something like that, it might make sense. But I always wonder about those pagan events we would go to. Let's see. So I, I see by the skull on my screen, and now i got to unmute it. Witch Doctor Utu is on the show. Welcome back to Wittershins Utu. I'm gonna call. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call you Doc. I've been trying to come up with a short okay. name for all my friends. Doc, man, we call him Doc. So you want to call him Doc? Sure. I'm gonna call him Doc. Doc. Hey, Doc. How are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. And you know, hey, before. Before you tell us about this fabulous time, that um, hold on. Hopefully the mic's better. I, I saw it tweak well, right there. Uh, okay, just 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 just. Don't hog in the mic. And don't hog in the mic, and I won't do that to the court. Wire. Well, the anyway, so Utu. Are you thinking about it? Is our mic fucking up? Oh, where'd you go? Are you there? I think you did. But. All right, now there. Now our mic looks better. It's 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 precarious. Yeah, can I can hear, hear you now. Okay. Okay. So if you can't hear us, then I'll know that it's tweaking. But I can also see, you know, when it's all red on the screen. That's a bad sign. I gotta, I gotta replace it. We okay. bent it in a, a previous show. It's kind of at a forty-five degree angle, which it shouldn't be. I need to just replace the fucking attachment. But as I was saying before, before we get to talking about this thing that that already happened, um, you're our bro, right? Ute. Yeah, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Well. You know, okay. you, you know, you can always come on this show and plug these cool events, or at least you know, send them to me. You know, I, I see them on your wall and stuff, but I can't, you know, abstract everything from everybody's wall and see what they're doing. But you know, uh, we'll plug it. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can come on and talk to us, you know, before it happens. But now you're going to tell us, you know, after it happens, which is still cool because maybe people want to go next year. But tell us the the. Canadian Conjuration Camp Camp Out. That That's right. right. So, yeah, it's um, this was the second year that we did it, and it takes place in Hilton, Ontario, and that's about an hour away from Niagara, and it takes place on a long time lifelong friend of mine and his wife's estate, and so it's a beautiful setting, and we're very lucky, and that they let us have it there. Hey, YouTube. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, remember earlier when we were talking, I didn't remember if it was better for me to call you or you to call me and which worked last time, but something didn't work. I think you calling didn't work. Let me call you. <laughs> okay. 
All right, we're going to get Witch Doctor Utu back with a, with a better connection. Hopefully, hopefully my kid's not on the Xbox right now, and it will just work swimmingly. Well, I asked him to play a single-player game. Hopefully he will. So that's me calling him. Same sound when we call him. There you are. All right, I think it sounds good. Always Say, with the technical the, difficulties when I'm on. <laughs> okay. Always the I don't know. I think it sounds as bad as it did before, but we'll get through it. Just tell us things and stuff. Yeah, so the camp of... From Niagara, where I live, and it takes place on an estate that a friend of mine lives on, and it's uh, which is, it allows us to drop the price to make it very reasonable for a lot of people to come. And so, therefore, we have people that come regularly every year from Indiana, Massachusetts, New York State, Ohio, huge turnout from Michigan, and uh, people from all over Canada, and jewel from the East Coast, from New Brunswick, Winnipeg. So we're lucky that we get a really interesting crowd of people that for the most part are spiritual workers themselves, store owners, presenters. And uh, so it makes for a very unique uh, gathering. And so we usually cap it at 70 people. We don't really want any more than 70 people at the Canadian Capitol because, you know, the land can only handle so much. And at the end of the day, our structure is it's different. Everybody goes to the same things all the time. So we have one featured guest that does our opening ceremony on a Friday night. And then we have a, a main guest that we bring in from from somewhere to be our main presenter to spend most of Saturday teaching, sharing their life and some magic that they can share with us. You know, Sunday morning we have another presentation, and uh, so everybody goes to all of those things together. So that makes for a good bonding uh, scenario. You know, so we don't have like four or five things you know for everybody to attend, and so everybody gets to be part of the, the tribe, part of the, the, the little community forum for that weekend. And so that's very unique, very bonding. So, so yeah, this year, uh, our main guest was Priestess Lola Dorsey, one of my spiritual sisters from the Holy Spiritual Temple of New Orleans. We've been uh, serving Priestess Miriam for a very long, long time, her longer than me, but I've been since 1999. We wanted her to come to this for a few years, but you know she gets around, so it was hard to pin her down, but this year it worked out right. So uh, Priestess Lola Dorsey was our main presenter, it was amazing, spent the whole day uh, teaching us a lot about her life and her magic, akin to you know working with the spirit of Dr. John Montanay from New Orleans, including Matt Rebenak, who took the name, the famous musician, who was a member of our temple, and Lola's toured with him uh, for many years as a dancer, uh, talking about his magic and, and what he brought to the table as far as really sort of bringing New Orleans voodoo to the forefront in the 60s and 70s when really nobody else was talking about it. You know, Matt Rebenak. And Dr. John really sort of brought that together, brought musicians together, white and black. So that was really beautiful. Lilith was amazing. And it was so great to have her. And she was a reader for the weekend. She was a designated reader for people to get readings. She also came along with her friend uh, Rebecca Spirit from Manhattan. She brought uh, along with her. They traveled together. Rebecca Spirit uh, is a spiritual worker in Manhattan. She was a home run hit too, did a wicked presentation for. Talking to spiritual workers about how we need to sometimes spiritually work on ourselves and remind people of some things that are good to know. It was, it was really awesome. It was like a motivation for us. I uh, sort of TED talk. It was really wild. 
and our, our opening was by someone you know, Kenneth uh, Taggart from right here up here in, in Niagara. She did the opening ceremony, which is you know amazing, visually stunning, and magically beautiful. Hey, and, uh, and our, hey, brother. Yeah. Let's let me. Uh... Let's cut to a musical break and try something else. It's starting to cut out again. I don't know, man. Why can't we get a good connection from Canada to California, man? Let's you know, play a song and we'll figure it out. Hold on. Sail away when I'm born in Changa, keep us from the roaring waves. Get her on the boat, but forever we'll be free. So sail away, I'll fall to rig, the moon is falling, so are we. Seven drunken pirates where the seven deadly sins, yeah. Years off I had settled, I had left to someone reeling Johnny's from the standing on left, I said to a sailing What became of rebels, who sat by you and me Grappled with their demons in the search for liberty Oh, sufferers who suffer all can swim upon the desert Avarice was ravaged all this point of good intention Dragged him out with guilty for pride, oh, truly swell But none's unforgiven in the four corners of hell So, sail away on a ball and change, keep us from the road and waste Radio. We're trying it again. Now Utu's calling us. Now Marta's telling me that last time we had Utu on, we may have ended up having him call me on my phone and go on the speakerphone, but um, I don't remember. Do you remember that happening? I don't remember what yeah, happened. Gotcha. <laughs> Is I that what happened? You on the cell phone. Okay. Well, right now you sound good, so tell okay. us more. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, I don't know where I was, but um, yeah, I think it was like around the parts of how we structure it, how everybody goes to everything together at the, the camp out here. And so it's kind of fashioned after, you know, old time, 
it's very it's so it's outdoors. It's first time it separates us from a couple other events. And at the end of the day, let's be real, there is really only one other country event on the continent. And that is the country gala. So when you really look at it, there's tons of private retreats that cost lots of money to go to. Absolutely, but as far as something open to the public, one full weekend of immersion and rootwork and conjure. Uh, there's really only a couple. I know there's one up in Northern California, but I'm not going to get into that. So, really, the Canadian Conjuration Campout and the Conjuring Gala, the two things that are kind of like the only things available that are open to the public. Ours is just different in that it's outdoors. So, it's kind of based around how the mystics south would come into town. Everyone gathered the river and listened for a couple of days and did rituals together. And that's what we do. So, people. They, you get out for 40 dollars, you know, sleeping in their cars. Uh, rent a couple of Porta Johns and supply some amenities for them. But for the most part, you know, we rough it out for a couple of days. But it's surrounded by. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just beautiful scenery. Totally private. And we can make all the noise we want. We can draw all the right one, which we kind of do sometimes. Don't patrol. Then it becomes a thing to celebrate some drums, you know, screaming at the dawn patrol as the sun is rising. So that's really fun. And so it's uh, it's interesting, right? We have a, always have had unique A-lister presenters over the years. We float them in from everywhere. You know, our first year was Prince Bamadele, the Java from Nigeria. And uh, we've had, uh, you know, Tata Marikonga. We flew them in from Europe. Hey, hey, you two, can you got my number still? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give me a call? It just keeps right. it. It's good and it's bad and it's ugly. And yeah, <laughs> go ahead, just call me. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do the speak for. We're gonna go old school, man. This is yeah. That's what Marta said we should do in the first place, man. That's what we did last time. I I didn't even remember. That's how we worked it out last time. I remember? Yeah, I remember something didn't work out. I thought you know him calling me didn't work out, but yeah, something about the connection between here and uh, Canada. It's just not working. Oh, it's no caller ID. You're probably the no caller ID call I ever take. How are you? Yeah, I I don't know. How am I? That's that's at least better than it was. <laughs> okay. So, have you been able to hear anything I was saying? Well, you were just getting up to the names of the presenters, and it started cutting out, and I didn't want to cut out the, the names of the presenters. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, well, this year, did, it, did you hear of this year's? This year's was Priestess Lola Dorsey. Rebecca Spirit, it came from New York. Lola Dorsey's a, a spiritual sister of mine from the Spiritual Temple in New Orleans. Uh, we both serve Priestess Miriam, and I've known Lola since 1999. So we're very tight. We've known each other a long time, done lots of work together. And uh, so she was our main guest this year, which was amazing. She did a great presentation on 
working with the spirit of Dr. John, whether it's Dr. John Montanay, the old uh, voodoo drummer from New Orleans, but also Mac Rebinac, the famous singer who just passed away in June, who took the name Dr. John. And uh, so he was a member of our temple and was in Lilith, toured with him. So, you know, that was, you know, we were sad when he died, and Lilith knew him really, really well, as did Priestess Miriam. So, you know, there was a little bit of work we did to sort of like, you know, send his spirit on and, and, and learn about his mysteries, why he took the name, and why Dr. John, the musician, was paramount in bringing up a lot of voodoo and root work uh, in song in the season 70s when nobody else was doing something like that. So that was. Lilith Dorsey was our main presenter and the reader. It was amazing. She did really well. She came with, uh, she lives in Brooklyn. She came up with her friend, uh, Rebecca Spirit, who I've known for years as well, a spiritual worker in, in Manhattan. She did a really cool motivational talk uh, to spiritual workers because our, our congregation that comes to this is predominantly people that are store owners, uh, presenters, people that facilitate festivals where they live. You know, it's a unique crowd of about 70 people that we try to cap it off at. And so, uh, and then our opening ceremony this year was uh, by uh, someone you know, Cat uh, Cat Taggart, who is uh, part of your uh, inner circle there, and she did an amazing opening ceremony for us this year, which was great. And and I gotta say, she, well, I just I just met her at Hexfest. You know, I don't I don't meet my students, you know, all the time, and um, she was involved. She was involved. She was helping out with other rituals, um, and my students get involved in shit and I love that I, I I know I'm an arrogant fuck but I will often say out there it's like Kat's probably like I think 20 I think her class is like 21 lessons into the course and a student of mine at that level can kick any one of your students asses all of you out there man my students can take your students to 21 lessons y'all I, I I believe in them. They know their shit, especially, you know, 21 lessons. And Kat, Kat was an impressive person, and, and as she should be, because she's one of my children, one of my special children, and they all must be so special. But and then you told me that, and I was going, oh, my God, Kat's, like, involved in her community. Yes. Yes. Oh, big time. Yeah, we also did a, we put together a weekend uh back in the in the in the spring called Mojo Rising in Niagara Falls, which was awesome. So I don't know if I was mentioning it earlier or if you could hear me earlier, but like there other than the one weekend of conjure and whatnot that happens in Northern California, the you know, the shall remain nameless for hosting <laughs> uh, you know, the only other one on the continent that really is public and open is the Conjure Gala, right? So the Conjure Gala and the Canadian Conjuration Campout uh, albeit a very different structure, are kind of the two only ones that are really full-on weekends that have really well-known presenters at them and, you know, are open to people to come and, and learn from. So, you know, we're definitely in two different countries. So that's that's the only real difference. Ours is outdoors. You know, it's an outdoor campout. It's well, all I, about gathering around the river. Yeah, I always liked that. There, there, there used to be, like, two main pagan gatherings up north and one was a camp out and one was in a hotel i never went to the one in the hotel and that's another one that we don't mention too <laughs> for a long time until i kind of had to but the camp out it's just like you know everybody ends up at the campfire at a certain point of the night and you end up meeting people and it's just a very different experience you know camping but then you know that other one that we won't mention and then what i heard of the one that, that you went to one workshop at a time that that I always liked. 
about the one that I don't go to anymore. Um, like, you know, I went to Hexfest. Um, two of the workshops I wanted to see were at the same time as my workshop. And then two of the other ones I wanted to see were at 9 a.m. And, and, you know, I'd been up late experiencing New Orleans for the first time. So there was no way I was making anything at 9 a.m. <laughs> but uh, just, you know, having one workshop at Hexfest, I got one year at Hexfest, I got stuck with one of the 9 a.m.s the first year, but uh, I, said, I told them, don't do that to me again. I, I thank whoever did not do that to me. <laughs> I don't mind going to the conferences, well, especially, listen, I live up north, so uh, in the winter, you know, that's really the only itch you're going to get scratched, right? So, but yes, I do like being outdoors, and that's, you know, was the vision originally for the Canadian Conservation Campo, was to have something outside. And because of the property that we get to have it on, that my friend lives on, is just it's so incredible. It's so beautiful. So we are surrounded by nature. We are so private. And the funny thing is, in Ontario, where there are other pagan festivals, albeit, like, we are probably the second, like, we cap it at 70 people so that everyone, so it's easier for us to have everybody go to everything together with that with about 70 people it makes us it, it makes it easier if you got hundreds of people well you got to give people an option to go to other things but we kept it designed this way for a reason but you know at the end of the day in ontario uh there used to be a very vibrant pagan community that had a lot of outdoor festivals it doesn't exist anymore there's one way up north kaleidoscope is way up there it's the most heavily attended there's like about 800 or 700 people that go to that but uh that's too far north i don't really go up there too often and uh, so ours is literally literally the second most uh, attended uh, outdoor festival in in, in uh, Ontario, and pretty much for Canada, and also we're, we're uniquely the only one that doesn't have a noise constraint. So even that one up there with hundreds of people uh, in northern Ontario, they have they can't drum past a certain time, and that's been a thing all around these events. Ours, we drum till dawn. Dawn patrol is a thing at our event. People are up, the sun is coming up, dawn patrol, drums happen, and then sneak off and try to get some sleep before the morning festivities begin so um yeah we're very lucky that we have uh, a unique opportunity to use a piece of property that our friends let us use keeps, keeps it really reasonably priced so we can get people because again I, I said earlier we have people that come from indiana massachusetts um you know new york state ohio and a huge turnout from michigan especially this year michigan was all over the they were they were the biggest american turnout they're the whole tribe of them and, uh, but then from other parts of Canada, people come from very far away. So unique, unique crowd. Lots of people that own stores, facilitate festivals in their communities, come to it. So uh, that really helps a lot as well. And then there's always going to be new people every year that come to it that, you know, have kind of been in the shadows or wanted, you know, just curious about it. And that always is fun to have some people come new and, and just kind of get enveloped into the, the whole friendship community that happens there. So we've been very lucky that every year we've been able to provide something really unique and for me it's one of my favorite weekends because it's one of the few times that I can be with that many people where we really can trip into the into the spirit world you know so our Friday like it's the structure essentially is you know our opening ceremonies happen and that's uh, introductions and such and then our opening ritual happens at a different part of the property this year that was cat and then we come back and we do an illumination of the Karen and cross to invite the spirits of the underground railroad because that's kind of the theme of, of what we celebrate here in Ontario is the, is the underground railroad and that's kind of why we have conjure and and we're working voodoo in this in this province and then, uh, then we party. And then Saturday, yeah, Lilith Dorsey did the day of teachings with a little interjection from Rebecca's spirit to motivate everybody. And we also had this year, uh, although they were not official uh, presenters, was Baba Ted Zhao, who wrote the foreword in my book. Uh, him and his wife had their official Canadian 
release of their book at the camp out, which was awesome. And so they, they did a presentation on Sunday morning, and they're here all week. They're here all week. They're stayed in Ontario. They're in Niagara, and we're going to do a couple events with them this week as well. At Cat's Place, again, on Friday and Saturday, there's a couple of really unique things happening there, so it's going to be really fun. And um, so, yeah, it was just a, a unique time. And the funny thing is, is like, it wasn't by design, but this year, our whole presenters, including uh, including our official uh, vendor at the event, which is a woman named Reverend Terry Brookins, she was born and raised in the Treme of New Orleans, but she married a man up here in Canada about 20 years ago, and her and I have known each other almost, you know, 18 years or so. And she has some of the best powders. Her, her business is called Beau Magique. And some of the powders and oils and uh, washes that she makes is unbelievable. And she, what she does for a living, she supplies a lot of businesses. So by... by you, got, you got the address? Go ahead and plug it. Yeah, our entire lineup this year was women of color. So... No, Cat was the opener ritual. Priestess Lola Dorsey and Rebecca Spirit and Terry being our, our official vendor. The whole the whole lineup, other than myself being the MC, was all women of color, and it really resonated with people because we had a really high attendance this year, and it brought out different people. And you know, realized afterwards, oh wow, I guess well that was by accident. But at the end of the day, these are all women that were you know a tremendous support for me in a weird time last winter. You know, so. Um, it was really, I was really happy, and that they all got to, you know, finally uh, be be part of it. And so it was just, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, what, next time one of these events comes up, you know, let us know. Now, this one, uh, the the conjuration the Canadian conjure camp out happens same time every year. Yeah, it's only two weeks after Hexfest, which is a bit of a nightmare for a couple of us. But uh, yeah, that's when it happens. Second last weekend of August. And uh, you never know, man. Like, honestly, you know, uh, you might want to think about, you know, one of these days uh, going home after X-Fest and, uh, you know, work for a couple of weeks and then come on up to Canada because we, like I said, we've flown in Tata Manuel Congo from Europe. Uh, we've brought in, you know, Prince Bamadili Bajawa, who's in Nigeria, and, uh, you know, Reverend Tim Shaw, who, is, uh, who wrote a, uh, an endorsement for my book, a spiritual minister from Lilydale, New York, lives just across the border from me. We've brought every year somebody really unique as our main presenter, and again, somebody that opens the ceremony. We've also brought a lot of those people from other parts of the country as well, the continent, to help do that. So it's always really fresh, vibrant. Everything's always celebrating to a degree, specifically root work, voodoo, folk magic, conjure, specifically trying to focus on not only the roots of it, the different aspects of it, so each year we can pick a theme and a different vein that has influenced it, but also just kind of focus on the Americas, you know, what's going on here in the Americas, and at the end of the day, Canada is part of the Americas, so sometimes I think we get left off the map a little bit because we are north of the border, right? So. No, I, I know we we affect you, and I'm sure our, our migration into Canada right now is probably, they're probably going to close the border. And they're going to build a wall soon <laughs> to stop us from migrating to fucking yeah. Canada. But, uh, yeah. Believe me, there was plenty of talk about the, all kinds of walls this weekend, like, you know, with that, that amount of Americans, because, you know what, it's, things are legal in Canada now, federally, right? So all of our American attendees uh, were just enjoying very much hitting the illegal dispensaries before they headed up, right? I mean, it was a reality this year. This is the first summer it's been like that, so it was kind of fun to see everyone enjoying. Yeah, that, that was a problem in New Orleans, man. I'm used to just walking to the pot shop and just, you know. Right. They're going to show me what they have. I'm going to buy stuff, but no, not in New Orleans. It's a little harder. Oh, no we, got by. No we got by. 
But yeah, we've been very lucky that it's, and it's, it's been a labor of love for us to do it. And like I said, we've had really amazing people that have come and present at it. And at the end of the day, again, I, I mean, I look around and I've only seen, other than that one in California, uh, that people still, the thing is they go to it and they leave and then, and, and, you know, whatever. And so, you know, the Contra Gala is the only other one on the continent, really, as far as I can tell, that is a weekend open to the public celebrating and teaching Conjure Root Work. Well, you know, you know, the, the Conjure Galas, you know, that, that's, that was, that's one special to our hearts. Like we were just starting our podcast when that brouhaha came up. People can listen to the archives, the endangered elephant in the room, and the endangered elephant in the room, part two, electric boogaloo, <laughs> and uh, tiger gates, and uh, um, because, I don't know if he's still here, but but uh, Candelo, you know, I was the co-host on Candelo's show for years when all that shit happened, and we went and started doing this stuff, and you know, we didn't have a whole lot of subject matter, and that's what was going on, and the conjugalas are what came out of that. The hoodoos doing it for themselves, man, and they've been doing great. They have like a, what three of them now across no, the state. There, there was, was the, the Mile High, Mile High, the Big Apple, Big Apple. I'm not and sure I, if that's still happening. I was going to start the third one, but then I had. Okay, there was almost three. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was almost going to be one here in Hollywood, but, uh, yeah, we kind of got busy with some other things. But who knows? What's going to happen? Right, so right. In fact, a few, people have, a few people have actually reached out to myself in the States to try to franchise this one as well, in a certain way, just to try to pick up the mantle of it, because just the design of it. No, I know a lot of people that have access to outdoor property, so people have come to it, seen it, went back home to the States, said, you know, I want to do it like this, and have it the same structure. You know, everybody going to everything, being outside for a couple of days. Because don't get me wrong, it's a bit of a sacrifice. We definitely find out who the who the strong ones are because you, there's no showers where we are, right? So we do rent, we do rent all the porta johns people need, we buy the wood, we get all the stuff that we need, but there really just isn't a shower. But if you arrive on Friday, hey, you can shower when you get home Sunday. You know, you know I hate to admit it, but the entire time in New Orleans, even though I was sweating like a pig, I, I never made it to the shower. I was just too busy, but I should have. <laughs> well then, you're you're set for the concert camp because it's chilly at night, so you're good to go. You don't sweat twenty four seven. That's good and bad, I guess. But so you got a is there a website for this event? Uh, no. What it is is usually uh, we post. What I usually do is just uh, about a couple months before it, I just blast it across 
my page. I post an event for it. The Drag Virtual Drummers page is posted and stuff. So, you know, we don't really decide who's going to be our guests until, you know, the winter up here when we got nothing better to do than sit indoors and figure shit out. So, um, you know, we're not sure what the theme is next year. But, uh, so, you know, people that just follow me on Facebook, um, best, uh, best option, and, uh, and I just post the events and stuff like that. So that, that's kind of how we put it out there. So there's no official website. We kind of do keep it... I mean, maybe we're guilty of keeping it under the radar a bit, but we have a few people on the page uh, in the groups of it that yeah. definitely are well-known folks that promote it. So it helps us because we can't have more than 70 people there. You know, we've, we've yeah. debated it, but it kind of keeps it relatively controllable and, and intimate. So, you know, by, uh, by spring, it, I'll be advertising, you yeah. know, what's going to happen in well, August. You don't, want the, you don't want the Catholic Church to show up there and protest your event and stuff, you know? Oh, they wouldn't even know how to find a place. It literally is so That'd private, and uh, we would hear them coming. And plus, we have traps. Like we literally have traps for that kind of thing. You know, vehicles will fall in holes, and we ascend on them with spears. Uh, we have a drill for that. We have a drill. You know, one of these days, the drill will come true. You know, did we you? Can only hope. I, I I never got to tell the listeners about this before the start of the show, but did you happen to see the uh, the video Christian Day posted that the uh, Catholic Church Splinter Group? Posted about their protest. You gotta hire that guy. Yeah, yeah, you, I saw it. You see that? I mean, I, I, the, I, I, I'm, I'm honored that the, that the Catholic movie. Church singled out all three of my workshops. But I need to hire that guy to just walk around next like to me and say, "Magical warfare, crush, crush the yeah. enemy." I, I need to hire that guy for my audiobook. I don't care if he's Catholic, man. I that. That he's probably not. Catholic. He probably just got hired to do a voiceover, yeah. um, which is cool. I I, I got to hire that to do my audio book, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. I'm not going to comment too much on the Catholics there. You know, I'm just going to leave that alone. But next year, you're going to come on the show and you know plug this event and sure. tell us about it, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I I absolutely will. You know, it just just I'm really happy that you let me come on and talk about it a little bit because we this year funnily enough because you know uh, you know you're global so not only do you have uh, at least one bona fide student in in attendance there but a few people that listen to it and I was surprised you know during the big controversy last winter a couple of my friends that literally attend this they're like oh yeah the Wittershins the punk rock radio kind of warlock guy I'm like yeah you listen to that show yeah so we were all there. Again, a big, big, a big crowd. A lot of good people that are well known around the continent. And all of a sudden, what do you know? Wittershins came up. I was like, "How come they never plug this? How are we gonna talk about it?" I was like, "Well, you know what? When I get home, I'll send them a message and see." Absolutely, we'll do it. We just absolutely. You know, nope. Nobody uses that. You know, Wittershinsradio at gmail dot com. You know, send us shit. We'll we'll plug your events and stuff. Um, and not only. Canada, and people aren't really. Yeah, well, it's not really that you know. About Canada. You know how many Canadians I see at these uh, events, even the, even the one that we don't talk about anymore. But you know, at Hexfest, I met three students. One student didn't. We met a Wittershins yeah, listener. A, a couple Wittershins listeners, but uh, three of my students were there. One of them didn't actually let me know till the next day that she was a student. She was like 
starstruck, I think they said. It was funny as fuck. <laughs> just if, if you ever well, met me. I just wanted to admit it. <laughs> but then, you know, my other two students, the last time I saw one of them, they were going to help out with a very important ritual that was going on. And the other one, the last time I saw her, she was going over to the Catholic church that had, you know, where the, the protest had happened to steal holy water. I was so proud. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I, Canada doesn't seem too far to go to. You know, your your portion of Canada, and the, I, I meet so many Canadians. Yeah, I meet so many Canadians down at these things, even all the way in like Northern California. Back at that event, we don't talk about. And it's probably not happening anymore. <laughs> about Canada, which is which is kind of strange when it comes to voodoo and root work and conjure, of which there is an absolute, especially in the between Niagara and Toronto, which is the most populated area in the country, and so multicultural. There's a literal scene here, and I'm, I'm immersed in a lot of it, whether I'm serving the Ifa community from Nigeria, which I'm, I'm always very active with, or just the local Niagara um, descendants of Underground Railroad freedom seekers. They don't identify with the American, you know, uh, identity. So it's interesting that they don't really communicate or, or, or connect as much with the Caribbean, the Caribbean and Southern United States, you know, narrative of what conjure work is. They have their own legacy, and that legacy is that they crossed here, put down roots here after the Underground Railroad. So it's, it's interesting that it doesn't really get its fair share. And again, that's what some of the people that helped me write my book are definitely were great people that offer tons of information were are literal descendants of freedom seekers that can't get books published by historical societies because they're not just they're not going to give them what they want to know about and so that's kind of shitty and tragic and so that's why i was happy that they were contributors to my book and uh, you know so well, Canada, <laughs> you know I, I hope your your sales are good you know that's how we first met you was over the controversy with your book but I've, uh, you know, I think I've discussed it with several people, definitely in New Orleans and pretty much everywhere that I keep going. Um, I, I, I see clearly what the problem is. And your book challenged the narrative that all white people are evil and all of their ancestors own the slaves. Now, I, I don't have any Quakers in my, my lineage that I know of that, you know, so it doesn't let me off the hook or anything. But this this thing that you presented, I think most people never saw that the Quakers were pinnacle in the Underground Railroad. And, and, and I immediately, as soon as I heard it and saw the, the, the excerpt from your book, I looked it up. It took two seconds. It's on Wikipedia. Um, you needed landowners for the Underground Railroad to function. And slaves did not tend to be landowners. Actually, none of them were. Um, there was no way for that to happen without some landowners helping them out. And that t- tended to be, apparently, the Quakers. And so what, what you did was you, you made people have to think of a larger picture and outside the box. And people don't want that. They want something really quick that can fit on a bumper sticker. And if you make them think beyond that or have a larger picture, they're going to get mad at you, man. And you're the, the idea. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I saw. You know, the book's great. But the, that particular thing that you brought to the forefront, a lot of people didn't want to uh, address. 
it, it challenged their narrative rather than rethink their narrative you just kind of offended people because um, they don't want to think they just want to repeat the same thing that they've always said all white people are evil and all of their ancestors own slaves and you fucked that up <laughs> but you didn't yeah, fuck it up it was out that. there I- I appreciate that. That wasn't even on my radar as a as a as a point because I assumed a lot of people knew that already. The only I didn't thing no, but I, I, it, apparently a lot of people didn't know. Yeah, the only thing we thought, including my friends of color that helped me do the book, that was going to be controversial was shedding the amount of light on how much root work and conjuring voodoo was a part of the underground railroad, spiritualism, mysticism, whether they were white or black, and uh, also just sort of showing just how much yeah there was some fraternity. So I didn't really emphasize too much on, on the white aspect of it and you know again I was talking to a person uh, that came over from New York who was a, a black guy that I know really well like him a lot Phoenix and we talked a little bit about that and I was saying well you know at the end of the day it's just weird I am from Scotland I'm not even from this continent I don't know how to describe what I'm doing what I did it's just happenstance and devotion and it's not that uncommon for somebody from far away to exalt an exotic figure and help elevate them you know to, to the sort of level and so that's all it really was I just wanted to really emphasize on how much and to sort of show how many uh, pe- people were forgotten about the underground railroad people of color like their legacies and, and what they did to help it because it's, it's just not it's just not something anyone wants to talk about it's hard to talk about the underground railroad without talking about root work conjure and spiritualism and most historical books will just never touch that subject because it's just mumbo jumbo as far as it's concerned it's superstition it's garbage but it's a a universal thing it's like no matter what culture you're talking about no matter what race magic is what people turn to when they can't get the cops to do it for them when they know they're not rich enough to get the courts to do it for them it's how people seek justice Um, some of the the origins of uh, European witchcraft will go all the way back to the uh, Autodia gospel of the witches and the entire book is about uh, Diana's daughter manifest here to, to bring the Italian enslaved pagans um, out of their persecution. And it, it's always what the magic is the folk's only hope. Like, uh, like also in Italian, it's like, you know, the mafia was for people that couldn't call the cops. You know, those magic was for people that, you know, the cops weren't going to work for anyways. Um, whatever culture you're in, it's always the peasant class of that culture. And in most of those cultures, they're either enslaved, indentured servants, or, you know, peasants, you know, uh, higher up than slaves. But everybody's under the yoke of some rich Oligarch. It was like, you know, Catholic Church was in power back when Autodia was written, um, and so pagans were persecuted. Um, that's what magic comes from. It's the magic of the folk who can't get any justice any other way, regardless of your skin color, regardless where you're from. There's going to be a magic for that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And the other thing, too, just, you know, since we're talking about it, just to me... The Underground Railroad is a unique place to focus on modern spirituality because of the unbelievably hard to believe at this point uh, cooperation that it took for people that were different religions, different classes and different colors and from two different countries to cooperate in a clandestine way, all for the right reasons. And so the people that were, whether they were white or free people of color, 
who were enabling the Underground Railroad did so at risk at losing their property, being imprisoned. And so now, in this day and age, you know, it's really hard to find people that are willing to work together. The left fights amongst itself, you know, and, and it's, so the idea of cooperation and fraternity that did exist in the 1800s, which seems kind of almost impossible to do now, to me is intriguing, and I think it's a good place to be focusing on in spirituality and to think about that, you know, an exalted figures that fought together, many colors, many classes, for the right reasons. And I think that's just a good inspiration in modern times when we're facing some, you know, really complicated situations right now with the racism and the fascism. Like, I can't believe this is happening, but here it is. So, uh, to me, that was also a, a route to focus on was the cooperation that it took. And I think that's some, something we could all take a little lesson from in 2019, right? Absolutely. Who too? So, no more of this bullshit. You're our bro. Don't be shy anymore. Yeah. Okay? You got something to plug or you got an event no coming up? No need to stand on yeah. ceremony. No need to stand Well, anybody that's ceremony. listening, anyone that's listening can just come over to my page because in the next couple of days I'm promoting a couple of things happening this week. So, uh, in particular, a really interest, Baba Ted Jow is here for the week and uh, he's going to have a book release party for their book, uh, Absinthe, Alewives, and Alchemy at Cat's Place in Niagara Falls. And Ooh, I love it already very unique exchange happening around the veneration of Sarah Kali, the Roma folk saint. One of my best friends who lives up here, John Husalak, is the resident Ontario Roma practitioner. He was actually one of our presenters a few years ago at the Conjure Campo. And so he venerates Sarah Kali, St. Sarah Kali, who is the matron of the Roma people, and he has this effigy that he travels around with. And Baba Ted and his wife, Lady Kate, have been doing some work with a woman named uh, Granny Raven in Michigan, doing the same thing. So they're all. So Granny Raven is coming here from Grand Ra uh, Saginaw, which is like a six-hour drive. And on Saturday in Cat and Monkey event, there's this exchange of cloaks, which has a mystery amongst this, where the, the all of the practitioners in this part of the continent are getting together, and the one cloak from from the one Sarah Cully of John Huslack is going to the other effigy. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And back and forth. They're like life-size effigies, right? So that's happening Saturday. So I'll share that event. It's right in Niagara Falls, close to the, close to the border. And that's happening while we have Bubba Teddy here this week. A couple of events. So if people listening want to jump on, I'll post a couple of things on my wall in the next couple of days, and hopefully we'll see some people there. Absolutely. You've got to get on Utu Witch or Witch Doctor Utu's page. I just call him Doc, so, you know, sometimes I fuck up his name a bit. Or um, is it, well, are you talking about Facebook? It? On Facebook. Is it Utu, the first word? Utu Witch. Okay. All right. I, I had to write the first word. Okay. Utu Witch Doctor on Facebook. And yeah, yeah, don't be shy. Don't act like, you know, don't act like we actually have material on this show. You know, you'll know if we have material on this show. Hey, just come on. We, you know, we, we don't we don't stop the show because we don't have material. We pull shit out of our ass every week. And thank you for an hour of not having to pull anything out of our ass. And you know, it's like we invited you to come to our house, man. So you know, yeah. we can't stand on well, this kind of formality crap. Okay. Yeah. As an official doc, I am used to pulling things out of other people's ass.
and I'm just going to leave it at that, you know? It's just part of the practice. All right, U2. We'll talk to you next time, man. Thanks for coming on Winter Shins. Hey, Martha, I know you're missing your beats, the Say Witch Doctor, but, you know, uh, much love to you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Thank you, U2, for coming on the show. Yeah, bite the blood on my door Wash me 
joy to vision on Wittershins Radio. Where I, hey, I went to the bathroom, I fed the kid, petted the dog. Man, I'm multitasking back here. Be back on the air. And I gotta tell you, it's right around the corner. You need to get your shit together. You need to get to the mile high conjure gala. I believe it the ninth to the eleventh. The the person that sent me the uh, I, I need to yeah, I need to include I need to type that into the thing that they sent me, but yeah, the ninth to the eleventh of November. Candelo's out there. He knows what I'm talking about. Mile High Conjure Gala is a -a one-of-a-kind event in Denver, Colorado that brings together esteemed teachers and elders for a weekend, opening the world of Conjure to you. The presenters include, and are not limited to, Candelo Cambisa, Professor Charles Porterfield. Now, I don't even know what the admission price is, but right there, whatever the admission price is, is worth the price of admission. That's right, whatever it is. I don't even know some of these other people, but uh, Brother Moses, Michelle Jackson. I mean, we love us some Michelle Jackson. I mean, now, now you should should be paying them more. Whatever the price is, you should just offer them more than they were asking. Pay double. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, Michelle Jackson. uh, Oh, yeah, Michelle Jackson. Beverly Smith. Ifa Abeo. Yaya Joycey and Hoodoo Sen Moise up there and there the end okay pay them quadruple whatever they're asking just pay them quadruple say that Wittershin said that you should do that Um, because damn you need to get over there I believe uh, (laughs) of course we love some Hoodoo Sen Moise let's see I think it's ConjureGala.com let me make sure Conjure doctor? No, conjure gal. I need to put this all in the PSA because the person that sent me the PSA. Okay, says so maybe it's mile high. God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Google it. <laughs> I need to put that. In. I asked for a PSA. They didn't include the date. Or the website, but let me see. Mile high. Okay, it's probably mile high conjure gala. Uh, uh, that's probably crazy. Yeah. I just did conjure but there we go. Mile high conjure gala. Mile high conjure gala home. Okay, I'm going to get you the website in just a second. Just be patient, people. My God. Conjuregala.com. Did I misspell it? I typed that in. Okay, so you get over to ConjureGala.com. You find out all the details, get tickets, lodging, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully they have that all figured out over there. But as stated previously, um, the Conjure Galas have a special meaning to us over here at Wittershins. Um, We didn't feel the tide coming. We did not know the winds were shifting. But we randomly started a podcast one day. We were bored. And you know what? Needed something to do, I guess. And we started this podcast called Wittershins. We had virtually no material at all for Wittershins. But we carried on the show. And within a week or so, this brouhaha happened. 
between the Lucky Mojo Curio Company and Candelo Cambisa. I'll have to call it straight out. That's where it really started. But it got bigger because Candelo got friends. Us, of course, being amongst them. Uh, these became some of our original news stories, the brouhaha that happened between these what became factions, these uh, people that split off in the hoodoo communities to do it for themselves. And of that fire was born these seeds, the Conjure Galas. There's the Mile High Conjure Gala, the Big Apple Conjure Gala, and maybe another Conjure Gala. We'll see if we can pull that off. But there have been plans for others. But it's people from those same communities that broke off during that, that brouhaha doing it for themselves. And way back in the day when Uncle Birch was a young lad my parent tradition was you know 700 strong uh, various covens all woven together and when it exploded which they always do when a group gets too big um, it threw out seeds other things sprung up from that explosion and from the explosion, the Hoodoo Heritage Festival and all that went on there, these other seeds have grown. And they're out there doing it for themselves. And now, like, three years running, I think, the Conjure Galas. Three years doing it for themselves. They don't need to uh, adhere to anybody else. Uh, it's not going to respect them. They're doing it themselves. And... We happen to be here covering those stories when they first happened and watch what bloomed out of those. So, you know, we definitely want to cover the Conjure Galas. It's, you know, just hard to get somebody to send a decent PSA. <laughs> so I'll have, to, I'll have to type in their web address into the, my notes pad that I have so we'll plug it better <laughs> next year. Or next, you know, next time we, next week, we'll plug it again. Let's see. Um, Tommy Chong turned 80 yesterday. Tommy Chong turned 80. I mean, that's news right there. Uh, so, in mundane news, um, the president um, of the red states was at the G7 conferences. Um making many enemies and causing a big stir. But when it uh, when they had the climate change conference, he just didn't show up and had a bullshit excuse that was easily disproven uh, why he didn't show up. Um, but that's America. Right now, the Amazon is burning down. Um, even witches are trying to organize to, you know, cast spells to bring rain. And I encourage you to go ahead and do so. Even though I never like to mess with Mother Nature. Um, couldn't be worse than it is right now. Go ahead and do that. But the president of the red states of the United States doesn't even show up to the meeting because he does not believe in climate change. They can put a scientific paper in front of his face and he will not talk about it because he does not believe in it. 
that's the world we live in uh, I know of no other countries um, Russia probably wouldn't have shown up but they got kicked out of the the G8 that's why it's a G7 now um, but I know of no other countries that didn't show up to that meeting that should concern pagans earth worshippers I don't know people that need plants sticks roots for their work whether they consider themselves pagan or not that should concern you um, and then there's this from the wild hunt come out on Marta's birthday oh happy birthday to you baby Religious freedom in federal contracts. Now, normally we'd think that religious freedom was a good thing, but we don't live in that world right now, do we, kids? On August 15th, 2019, the Department of Labor issued p- proposed rules for hiring federal contractors titled Implementing Legal Requirements Regarding Equal Opportunity Clauses Religious Exemption. The proposed rules would allow some federal contractors to restrict their hiring to people with similar religious values and beliefs. Under the new rules, the conditions would also expand uh, which workers could refuse to take part in certain medical procedures such as abortions, assist in suicides, or provide birth control. The federal government contracts with about 420,000 agencies. It's not clear how these rules would apply to pagans, heathens, uh, polytheists, or for that matter, other groups such as atheists, or even in some cases, progressive Christians and Jews. All examples in the proposed rules involve defending social conservative values. Minerva of the Lady Liberty League considers these proposed rules to be stepping back in time and tolerance. When asked if pagans might be able to benefit from these rules, she acknowledged that theoretical potential benefit, but said in practice it is more likely that this change would be detrimental to pagans. These new requirements define religious institutions very broadly. Those institutions include hospitals, schools, and worship groups. Under these proposed rules, both for-profit and non-profit groups could be religiously motivated. These rules do not affect large for-profit publicly held corporations generally, but religious institutions' definition may apply two closely held family businesses. Uh, Now, I've been saying this for a while, and people want to call Uncle Birch an alarmist. Um, They came for the LGBTQ people, and some of us didn't say anything because we are not LGBTQ people, but they came for them, under the guise of religious rights and won the right to discriminate against such people is based on their religion, even though there's nothing in their religion that constitutes that. Um, Religious rights have been used against brown people, even though 
the people that wrote the Bible were brown people. Um, there's no stopping this train once it starts. And Uncle Birch has been saying forever, there's nothing about Adam and Steve in the Bible. Yet, they have used their religion to discriminate against gay people, the same sex, you know, LGBTQ people. Um, there is plenty in the Bible about thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and other such commandments. It is no stretch that they will come for us next. Real witches don't vote Republican. Real hoodoo workers, uh, root workers, real conjure doctors, real even ceremonialists don't vote Republican. Not now. Probably not ever, but not now. We all face some grave peril right now, and y'all ain't even looking at it. They've been allowed to go so far and take so much. And I think I told the story last week, but maybe not. A story that Marta taught me about, and it comes from the book is the turkey oh it's from um from beirut to jerusalem by thomas friedman who's a new york times columnist yes and he tells this old bedouin story and this old man he heard that uh, a turkey fresh turkey would uh bring him longevity and long life so he got a turkey and he raised the turkey and he fed the turkey and he fattened up the turkey and one day, somebody stole his turkey. And he gathered his sons. And he said to his sons, get back my turkey. And they laughed. He said, Dad, what do you need a turkey for? It's ridiculous. You know, eat, you know, I, I, I don't know what their favorite delicacy was there. But, you know, eat, eat that. Eat some camel or something. You don't need a fucking turkey. They laughed. Then, days later, his camel was stolen called his sons forward and said get back my turkey they laughed again you're still going on about this fucking turkey days later his daughter was raped he called his sons forward and he said you should have gotten back my turkey when they saw that they could take my turkey we lost everything and while this is probably makes more sense in in Bedouin uh, world no that's the real world when somebody finds that they can fuck you over, they'll fuck you over again. If they find that they can take from you without retribution, they will take from you again. Never let somebody take your fucking turkey. They took the turkey. We let them take the turkey. Now they're going to take that turkey and beat the rest of us to death with the fucking turkey. They're going to beat the witches over the head with the fucking turkey that they took from the gay people that can't get married and fucking losing their rights and getting fired from their fucking jobs. They're coming for us next, man. We were always highest on the agenda. And I know some of you out there, there's a lot of fucking Christian witchcraft and people considering them Christians. Well, whatever. The church doesn't give two fucks. 
when it's time to come for you, they're going to come for you. It doesn't matter if you've been showing up to church and filling their, their fucking coffers with fucking offerings every fucking week. They're still going to come for you. Um, they always come for us. They always have. They always will. This is the way I was brought up. I tried to talk myself out of it. Just say, oh, you know, not all Christians are all that bad. No, Christianity is that bad. The church is that bad. Yes, not all Christians are that bad. But that's like trying to say not all Trump supporters are that bad. Well, they support fucking Nazis. They support racists. They support misogynists. Um, They support pussy grabbing. Um, How are we supposed to, you know, delegate the not that bad from the fucking totally fucking disgusting? Um, We can't. We can't. We can't in that context. We can't in the other context. Either of these contexts. Um, We're in a war for the soul of humanity, for our country, for everything else. And if you manage to still be on this page and be a Trump supporter, I don't know how. I mean, you know, we're here for witches, magic users. Um, If you're not one of us, I don't know how you got here. Because I don't speak to you much at all, except when we do like the Trump stories. Um, But in my particular world, I see my particular world more threatened by this particular set of circumstances than other worlds that have already been threatened. We are next. We are next. If he wins the second term, this president attacks everybody that ever attacked him. He's very butthurt about a lot of things. He knows that we bound him or hexed him. I don't know how that worked. There seems to be some indications that maybe it worked. Um, But he knows about it. Churches knew about it. The news knew about it. Fox News fucking knew about it. He knew about it. We're an enemy. That's all he does is go after enemies. And you know... I like to study the art of war. And this is what you do when you have a declared enemy. He's coming for us next. Document this. Say Birch said it again. Fucking August 27th, 2019. I'm Wittershins. It's 6.38 p.m. He prophesied what he's been prophesying for fucking years now. And people don't want to listen. They want to think it's about politics. They want to think it's about the right versus the left. No. It's about common human decency. It's about the Constitution, which is the thing that provides you and me our religious rights. Now, our brothers, our friends, our allies, our conjure workers, root doctors... Poleros, Poleras, none of these have religious rights recognized by the United States. Wicca does, even though most of us don't want to consider ourselves Wiccans anymore. You know, if we have to go to court, that's what we're going to need to do. We're going to need to claim Wicca unless all of these other groups step up to the plate 
and get their religious rights put forward. I mean, I don't, you know, maybe I'm talking out my ass, but I don't know of any of those getting their federal religious rights. I would hope that Paula would, um, but I don't think that happened. Um, all we've got is, you know, in that scenario is to claim Wicca. Pains me to even think about it. But, uh, you know, when I'm at court trying to push my religious rights and, you know, get my rights met, I'm going to call myself Wiccan on that particular day because they did the work to get the religious rights. If you're in a, another religion or spirituality that has not done that, organize get that done before it's too late get that done before 2020 man the satanists did it the fucking church of satan did it they can do it you can do it for your entire tradition do it that's the only way we can evoke the constitution to save our asses is if we're a federally recognized religion or spirituality. I, I don't even know if there is a federally recognized spirituality. But you can tweak it to get a religious right still. Religious rights are, are you know, supported. Maybe not spiritual rights. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But um, we're in dark days, brothers and sisters. And I don't need to have to be the one to tell you. Shouldn't have to be the one to tell you. But let's see. 631. Mm -hmm. Big Ben. Yeah. Big Ben. Do I have another story? I thought I did. Uh, oh. Do we have other stories? I can look for other stories. If you ha It'd be great if you could read a story. Our listeners want to hear you read stories. Me? Yes. They Little want to hear. Little You're not old. Get off my lawn, little schoolgirl. <laughs> Clearly not old. Okay, I'm sorry I distracted you. Um, I'm not sorry. I'm looking for stuff. So Marta, the clown to the right of me, is looking for stuff. She has a head for news. A long career in news. I don't know that there's anything here worth talking about. Well, well that doesn't help us at all. You want to want to read this one? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Wittershins. If you're not following, you need to follow. We are just giving you the tip of our package. We've been teasing you for years now. We can go on three hours per day. Unlimited times per day. We could do a 24-hour operation if we wanted to. We just have to reboot every three hours. And if we ever did such a thing, you'd never know if you're not following. Even if you're on iHeartRadio or Tumblr or one of the other places, many places we broadcast that I can't even remember, there's some sort of follow or subscribe button. You need to click that. If you're on Spreaker.com... And on the show there, well, there you set up an account. You can be in the chat room. There's a lot going on in the chat room. A whole other show there. And I'm just babbling, trying to stall for time to see if Marta can 
coming up with a story. But oh, that's I that's like oh yeah, this oh, like this like radio okay. magic. We need to work together here. Radio magic. And you can find us on Facebook at um, at Wittershins Radio, and you can also email us at Wittershins Radio at gmail Popeyes has run out of chicken sandwiches. Well, that is Have breaking you heard news. Of the Popeyes versus Chick Fil uh, Chick Fil A chicken challenge. I've seen many many people posting about that. Yes, I don't know who started it or how it started, um, but all of a sudden, uh, some friends of mine in LA were posting about how the lines at Popeyes like wrapped around the block, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Uh, I guess they. I don't know. Somebody came up with some sort of chicken challenge. I think Chick-fil-A. I mean, I don't know. Of course, I'm going to blame Chick-fil-A. But they, uh, I don't know if they, I don't know what they did. I don't know if they said their chicken sandwich was better than Popeye's or what the hell it was. But Popeye's won. And there was like this huge thing. It was like a major news story. And I'm looking at the news and what it's showing me is like several stories about this. Um, there's one, meet the teen who registered people to vote while they waited in line at Popeye's. Uh-huh. So there were not lines only in Los Angeles. There were lines everywhere. So some kid decided to register people to vote while they were in line. And there's another story that says, Popeye's has run out of chicken sandwiches and, uh-huh. and customers are beefing. Uh, <laughs> they said their supply, like, I, I, you know, it's kind of shady to begin with, but somehow their quote unquote supply for the chicken sandwiches was supposed to be eight weeks. So I, I don't know what, what, what that all means, but it was supposed to be eight weeks and they ran out of supply in two weeks. And we wow. had Popeyes, like, Right down the street was, which actually was right by um, Panpipes, which is a really long-running um, witchcraft shop in L.A. It's been in Hollywood since the 70s, I think. They recently moved. They're still here, but they're a little bit further east. Um, but anyway, there's a Popeye's right there, and I had to take Sasha to the bathroom there. So that's the only time I've been in there. Yeah, we never got any chicken. Yeah. But well, now, now we know that we have to get a chicken sandwich. Well, and I asked people, I said, is it really that good? And people were like, yes, it's really that good. Well, and on the way to Sasha's old school, there was a Chick-fil-A. And they would, like, blow their smell out on the street or something. Sasha yeah. one time said, oh, that smells so good. Why, why don't we go <laughs> there? And I said, well, they don't like gay people, and they like Trump. Yeah. And he went, oh, okay, let's not go there. Good boy. <laughs> we, we need to take him to Popeye. All we have to do is, well, we can either walk. We could walk like three minutes. Or we could just drive and, you know, put some money in the meter and go there for 15 I don't know. minutes. I, I don't know if we even find a meter. That's like Hollywood Boulevard, dude. Well, that, it's right by where Panpipes was. We found a meter there. Yeah, that was a fluke, but yeah. No, we've been there more than once. We found meters. Um, but I say, you know, we park in a meter be there for like an hour and it's it's Popeyes on Hollywood Boulevard how do you not go there and eat there how do you not eat in well we are locals and 
tend to avoid Hollywood Boulevard. And we've learned never call a lift anywhere near Hollywood Boulevard. I will not avoid Popeyes on Hollywood Boulevard. Alright. So you're gonna go get us some chicken? No. Why not? Because I'm not your slave. Sometimes. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Waitershins Radio where I don't know what we're gonna do now. Is that the only story you have? Oh, uh, Popeyes and let's see, one doom. I'm punching in my code. Um, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, a student says U.S. immigration denied him entry after seeing his friend's social media posts. The 17-year-old Palestinian student had flown into the country to begin his freshman year at Harvard. Oh. <clears throat> um, I can't even pronounce this. Um, Ishmael Ajawi, a 17-year-old student set to start school at Harvard University this week, says he would... <clears throat> to me says he was detained entry by immigration officials at a U.S. airport after they searched his computer and social media accounts and questioned him about his friend's political posts. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> this is way too far. Really? He's Palestinian. I don't, I don't think there is such a thing as too far. Um, Ajawi, who is Palestinian told the Harvard Crimson that after arriving at Boston Logan International Airport on Friday, he was held by Customs and <clears throat> Border Protection officers for hours for questioning before being sent back to Lebanon, where he resides. He said officers searched his phone and computer, with one officer asking about his religion and religious practices in Lebanon, as well as social media posts from people in his friends list. After five hours of looking through his tech devices, the officer allegedly called Ajawi into a room. Uh, quote, she started screaming at me. She said that she found people posting political points of view that oppose the U.S. on my friends list. I responded that I have no business with such posts and that I didn't like, share, or comment on them. And told her I shouldn't be held responsible for what others post. I have no single post on my timeline discussing politics. A Harvard University spokesperson said the school was working closely with the student's family and appropriate authorities to resolve this matter so that he can join his classmates in the coming days. Uh, I'm not going to get into details. (coughs) However... Many, 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 many years ago, I flew into that airport to see an ex-boyfriend with a lot of contraband. Nobody stopped me. Maybe because it was pre-9-11, I don't know, but, um, you know. Contraband? Yes. I'll tell you when we're off the air. I had serious contraband. That doesn't do anything for rating. I'm not going to mess my, you know. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to get myself into trouble, but I had a bunch of contraband. And 
And the contraband was actually in somebody's office in the airport. And I almost didn't go there to claim it because I was scared that, you know, I was going to get arrested. But it was just happened to be in somebody's office because I missed my flight. Um, but my luggage apparently didn't miss the flight. So it was like unclaimed baggage in the baggage. So you were now. smuggling contraband? I, I think yeah. I love you. Serious contraband, but anyway, so it was in somebody's office, and I and I and I remember I stood there, kind of looking at it, like, do I go in and say it's mine, or do I just keep walking? But it was like all my bags and my clothes and all the shit, and I was like, fuck it. So I went in and claimed, and they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah. so I just took it and walked away, and that was it. And this Harvard student, people, I was I was a UC. A mere UCSC student, UC Santa Cruz, and this guy was about to start at Harvard, and they sent him back to Lebanon because of his not e- not even his Facebook posts, yeah. his friends' Facebook posts. So, like, how how deeply are they looking? So I don't know how relevant it is, but t- tell us the story when you went through customs and they wanted to check your bag. Was that Russia? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, we went to Ukraine and we were flying back. I don't remember. There was a layover in, um, in, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's that place called? Fucking asking me. Um, God. Oh, uh, Vienna, Austria. I don't remember if it was the layover or the initial flight out of Ukraine. But, um, we had like one of those. We, we bought one of those hang, hand cranked meat grinders. Flesh hacker. In German, it's flesh hacker, but it's uh, in Russian, it's misrubka. And uh, my mom had one, and something happened to it, and she needed a new one. And they they just don't make them here like they do over there. So we bought one, and <laughs> so so it was in our bag. And the customs people had an issue with it. And they kind of stopped us. And so one of the customs guys... Oh, no, it, it was in Russian. So he, I guess the... Uh, no. Okay, so the first time... So we brought it out. We tried to bring it out. And the guy in Russian to my dad was like, Well, I can check your bags or I cannot check your bags. And I'm, you know, me with my naive self, I was like, oh, cool. So, like, I, I went over and started to grab the bags. And my dad, like, had to stop me. He's like, no, 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 And then, so then he's like, slipped You're about to get shot. So he, like, slipped them a 20 or something. That's what that means. Yeah. I can check your bags or yeah. I cannot check your bags. It means they, they want a bribe. So we did that. Oh, yeah. So then afterwards was when we went to Vienna. And they, they also stopped it uh, because that meat grinder and they were speaking in, uh, you know, German to themselves. And I saw one of them, like, make the arm motions for, like, <laughs> how you would use the hand crank for a meat grinder. So they were, like, explaining it to themselves and they laughing. And so they, they let us through. Do we, do we even bring that over? We had it in uh, Santa Cruz. Had it for, I, I, I hope we still have it. Because we had it in Grass it's Valley. Everywhere. It's been in the box for well, decades. We don't have anything to put it up against. And we now don't we have we any flesh to hack. No, oh. I have flesh to hack. We just don't. We don't. <laughs> what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to pull out the um, 
the thing you chop on. What's that called? Chopping block? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. there, there's a chopping block that pulls out of um, where the cabinets are, which we didn't have that in Santa Cruz, so I couldn't set it up in Santa Cruz. We didn't have it in Grass Valley. I couldn't set it up in Grass Valley. But we have one here, and we don't even use that chop... The, the, um, it's not a chopping block, but yeah, something like that. Cutting board. Cutting board. And it pulls out. So now I have something to set it up with. Like that. That's a chopping block. But that's too that's too wide. Yeah, but but I mean it's got to oh. be that wide to be a chopping block. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't a chopping block. It was like a cut, one of those cutting boards that you pull out. So now we have it, but I have not seen the flesh hacker. So I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure this is so interesting for you people. Wittershins radio somehow for your spiritual side. <laughs> somehow this applies to something deeply spiritual. Uh, within you all and you just don't know it it's beyond some like subconscious level that will you know dream about the flesh about the flesh hacker and your spirit guides are going to teach you how to use yeah, in that German to, it was like flesh hacker you're going to like learn how to make the you use the flesh hacker to make incense I remember my first occult store you know I sent somebody out to get an industrial strength uh, grinder to grind herbs into incense and he came back with this huge thing it was kind of like the flesh hacker it had a big crank on it and a big bell for putting herbs into it it's like fuck <laughs> it's not what I wanted at all I wanted something electric a motor that kind of grinder like a, a, a coffee grinder on steroids that kind of thing and this is came back to me but you know Eventually, I got the right kind of grinder, and I used that grinder to grind, like, like roots and stuff into right. powder. Yeah, roots, baby. Because um, you wouldn't want to do that with one of the ones with the spinning blades and stuff. So, yeah, it worked out. But, you know, you turn lemons into lemonade. That's, that's, that's basically That's what it. we do. That's what we do. That's what I do with my blog. That's what Marta does with her blog. See, we got this dog. He's over here. You can't see him because it's radio, right? Um, he's really cute. He's really cute. And he has heterochromia. And he has that thing. I don't know what that is. but he Heterochromia has means different colored eyes. Different.
Misfits on Winter Shins Radio. Now, hopefully this mic's working okay. Yeah, it's picking up a lot of background noise, but uh, one microphone dead, the other one's still alive. Alright, we'll have to fix the next one before next week, but thank you for joining us on Wittershins Radio, radio for your spiritual side. Uh, we did something tonight, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what it was. Hopefully, hopefully it worked for you. You know, it worked for me. It worked for you? Yeah, I think it worked for us. See you next week. There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium. And iodine and thorium and thulium and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, aboran, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium and silicon and silver and samarium, abyssal, chromium, lithium, beryllium and barium. Isn't that interesting? I knew you would. I hope you're all taking notes because there's going to be a short quiz next period. There's holmium and helium and hafnium and erbium and phosphorus and francium and fluorine and terbium and manganese and mercury, molybdenum and magnesium, dysprosium and scandium and cerium and cesium and lead, praseodymium and platinum, plutonium, palladium, promethium, potassium, polonium and tantalum, tenesium, titanium, tellurium and cadmium and calcium and chromium and curium. There's sulfur, californium and fermium, berkelium and also mendelevium, einsteinium, nobelium and arcan, kryptonium, radon, xenon, zinc and rhodium and chlorine, carbon, cobalt, copper, tungsten, tin and sodium. These are the only ones of which the news has come to Harvard. And there may be many others, but they haven't been discovered. Good evening. I would like to report on the state of our war against the American people. We're mounting a sustained campaign crack down on every American and every person of every faith and every nation and to bring them to justice. All missions are being executed according to plan without warning or provocation. Americans are being swept up in an international dragnet. Thousands of FBI agents are on the trail of other citizens here and abroad. It has everything to do with hate and evil murder and prejudice. America's strong. strong, strong. Federal agents, we are armed! What would you do with you? Do all the things we know. Would you stand up for truth? Or would you turn away to? And then what if you saw all of the things that's wrong? Would you stand tall and strong? Or would you turn and walk away? What would you do with you? government 
Like every day, I watch it and listen and call them all suckers. They wanted me about a summer or whatever. Picture me buying the scam. I said never. You in tune to a hard truth soldier spitting. I stay committed, gives a fuck to die, I lose commission. It's all a part of fighting devil state mind control. And all about the battle for your body, mind, and soul. And now I'm hoping you don't close your mind so they shape you. Don't forget they made us slaves, gave us AIDS, and raped us. Another push season mean another war for profit. All in secret so the public never seek to stop it. The Illuminati, triple six, all connected. Stole the vote, stay control the race, and take elections. It's the Skull and Bones Freemason Kill Committee. See the dragon getting shit. In every city. What would you do if you, what would you do if you are not things we know? Would you stand up for truth? Or would you turn away too? And then what if you saw all of the things that's wrong? Would you stand tall and strong? Or would you turn them off? Now ask yourself who's the one with the most to gain? Oh, 9-11 motherfuckers couldn't stand his name. Now even niggas waving flags like they lost their mind. Everybody got opinions but don't know the time. Cause America's been took. It's plain to see. The oldest trick in the book is making enemy. A phony evil so the government can do its dirt. And take away your freedom. Lock and load. Beat and search. Ain't nothing changed but more colored people locked in prison. These pigs still beat us but it seems we forgetting. But I remember 4 September how these devils do it. Fuck Giuliani. Ask Diallo how he doing. We in the streets. Holler jail to the feet. Follow fuck. Waving flags. Bring these dragons to their knees. Oil, blood, money. Make these killers ride cold. Suspicious suicide. People dying. Never told. It's all a part of playing God. So you think we need them. While being ash crossed. Take away your rights to freedom. Bear witness to the sickness of these dictators. Hope you understand the time, brother. Cause it's major. What would you do? My records always come the same. Keep it real, ain't no fillers, motherfucker blinging. Mine eyes see the gory of the coming of the beast. So every story, every word, I'm saying fuck peace. See, you could witness the Illuminati body count. Don't be surprised, these is devils that I'm talking about. You think a couple thousand lies mean shit to killers? Nigga, I swear to God, we the ones, ain't no villains. Or any other word they think to demonize a country. Ain't no terror threat unless approval rating slumping. So I'ma say it for the record, we the ones that planned it. Ain't no other country took a part or had their hand in. Just a way to keep you scary so you think you need them. Praising Bush why that killer take away your freedom. How many of us got discovered but ignore the symptoms? Niggas talking loud but ain't nobody saying shit. And with the fourth amendment gone. Eyes are on the first. That's why I'm spitting cyanide each and every verse. I see the Carlisle group and Harris Bank accounts. I see them plead the fifth each and every session now. And while White Stag burns, see the public buy it. I see the profiling, see the media's compliance. War's good for business, see the vicious make a savior. Hope you understand the time, brother, because it's major. What would you do if you knew all the things we knew? Would you stand up for truth? Or would you turn away?
much money they spent trying to silence good people who have put their lives on the line to fight for change. Revolutionaries have to be wise, not only courageous, but 